to the Nate Brown Show. Here's your host, Nate Brown. Friday afternoon, it's Friday, you're hitting the door at work, you're getting into the weekend, right? It's always a great day in the Black Hills, we know that, and the weekend is here, it's even better. The Nate Brown Show back and ready to go, two hours will help you out, cover a lot of stuff today, NFL, local sports, a lot to cover, college football, and uh, some training camp reports, we'll get after it today, um, and build on yesterday's show a little bit from our question of the day. Yeah, good Friday lineup, ready to go in the guest lineup. We'll get to that. The Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City, brought to you in part by Black Hills Urgent Care, the official urgent care of Fox Sports Rapid City, where me and my family go to get better quicker. Black Hills Urgent Care, two locations in Rapid City on Haynes Avenue. You'll find the clinic also on Mountain View Road. That's in Bacon Park, West Side. Open seven days a week, ready to take care of you and get you back up to speed. Committed to providing exceptional care for you and your family. Black Hills Urgent Care care the faster way to get better you want to make it even quicker uh avoid the wait schedule online like i do bhucare.com go to the website bhucare.com with the letter u schedule a little appointment you don't have to wait around in the waiting room get right in bhucare.com on the friday show let's take a look at the guest lineup and then we'll get to it the nate brown show bringing in evan bland he was at the husker press conference today with scott frost as fall camp gets underway Evan Bland live, Husker football. Okay, there's the Husker bubble. There's people that that, uh, think things that are in the Husker bubble. Husker fans, Husker season ticket holders, the Husker bubble. And then there's the national perspective. And I want to see... Where do those two things meet? Where's the truth today? Where's the expectation, the real expectation for the Huskers this year? Uh, we'll discuss it. Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald. He covered Husker practice today. Ryan O'Halloran is on tap live from Denver, the Broncos training camp report. We do it every week on this show, and we got an interesting conversation to have with Ryan O'Halloran. Also going to tap into a couple of Broncos going into the Hall of Fame. I mean, you want to call it that, right? Peyton Manning, okay? John Lynch, Hall of Fame weekend. Ryan O'Halloran, Broncos writer for the Denver Post. He's live on the way. Jeff Tracy's going to drop by today. Jeff Tracy, national sports writer for Axios. Interesting deal. Um, he wrote a story on youth sports participation. We touched on this yesterday on this show. I wasn't referencing his story. He just wrote it, though. I was tipped off by this to a listener. They said, hey, you were discussing youth sports on your show. Take a look at this story, specifically really about the Little League baseball side of it. Jeff Tracy, national sports writer for Axios. He's live today from New York. We've got him to discuss that piece. Also on the NFL side, Brad Spielberger, PFF analyst, talking Josh Allen and the next quarterback contract. Brad Spielberger on the way, PFF analyst and college football. Charlie Floor, live, South Dakota Mines head football coach. So there's the Friday show. The guest lineup's ready. A lot to cover. Let's throw out the number on a Friday. Join the program, 720-1067. Contribute there. Be a part of the conversation. Well, it's good to have conversation, isn't it, these days? 720-1067. We'll get you on. And the Barron's-Wilson text line open and ready. Direct text the show. If you can't call, the text line's open for you, 720-1067. Okay, so what am I supposed to say today? 
what am I supposed to say today? This is hard for me because I have a, an emotional connection to this number one contract um, with the most guaranteed money ever in the NFL. I have an emotional connection to this story today, and so I'm trying to be rational. Those two things are hard. Fans are fanatics. I'm a fan of Josh Allen. I've interviewed him on this show a couple of times, covered him at Wyoming, um, got to know his background, his teammates, got to the, the folks at Wyoming that I know, really high praise of Josh Allen and his character and leadership and the whole story from his time at Wyoming. And so I followed his career step by step, and it's been an emotional ride as I thought the Denver Broncos could take Josh Allen a few years ago, and they decided to whiff, and then my Denver Broncos missed, and now Josh Allen turns out to be the most guaranteed money of any NFL contract you've ever seen, $150 million guaranteed. That's a little over Patrick Mahomes on the guaranteed side, a little over even Mahomes. Mahomes about 141 in guaranteed money. Now, Josh Allen's going to make just under $43 million on average a year. It's a massive contract. That's just under Patrick Mahomes' average annual salary. So when you look at this, it's a big, big money deal. And I mean a big money deal. And so the debate is always, is this the right call? That's, that's what I have a tough time on a on a Friday where I see a guy I really like. I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. Josh Allen gets the big record deal, a big record deal. And, and there's some folks saying, here's another big-time uh, deal for a quarterback that's had a couple of good years. And is this going to end up being a Carson Wentz-type deal, a Jared Goff-type deal, or is this going to be a real deal? The real deal. Is this the right investment? And so that's where I'm at. I'm in, a, I'm in a tough spot. I try and look at it rationally saying, okay, would I invest this in Josh Allen at this time? $258 million overall, six years. I mean, there's a lot of numbers to crunch through today. $258 million, six years overall. I look at the guaranteed stuff. I look at the annual stuff. That's, that's very high, too. Very high. And I, and I look at it and say, I think there's a couple of things that most of the media and maybe national coverage will miss here. And I really believe this. I think there's a couple of things. If you just look at the numbers and you think, well, he had a couple of good years. By the way, last year, a really good year. A runner-up MVP season type year. An AFC championship type year. I mean, that was a really good year. You're going to say, well, Carson Wentz had that really good year, too, to remember, and got the big deal and then went south here. Um, here's a couple of things I think the, the people will miss. A couple of things on Josh Allen. The intangibles and the character is a major factor when I look at deals like this. I'm not sure about the character of some of the big money deals down the road. I don't have the background on that. But when you invest in a player like this, that better be a major factor. Sometimes I don't think 
maybe even organizations think that through. They get caught up in, we can't lose this player or lose that player. Somebody else is going to pay this player. And so they don't think, okay, I think he's going to be okay. I think he's going to be a quality leader for a long time. I think he's going to be a really good face of the franchise. I, I think so. And I said, the Chiefs, I think, know that with Mahomes. And that's why not only is he an unbelievable talent, they know he's in, he's the face, he is the Chiefs for the next decade or more. And they know it, and they were sold on it. I believe Buffalo knows that with Allen. The national media, I don't think, quite grasps it. I don't think they quite – a lot of people can say – Josh Allen, he he ended up more accurate. He got his accuracy better, and he did this. Forget all that. He's been in the playoffs back-to-back years. He's been to the AFC Championship now. Runner-up season. I mean, the numbers were unbelievable. Okay? His numbers were unbelievable this last year. The big number that matters to me is, can he keep himself grounded through the money? Can he keep himself accountable through the money? Can he be the leader and doing all the things that he needs to do through all of this money? I think that's a big, big A-plus for Josh Allen. I I believe that. I said that back in the day. People were questioning Josh Allen. Is he going to be a good player? Should the Broncos even take him? But many people disagreed with me. Go back three years ago on this program. Oh, you're just a homer. You're a homer for the Broncos. You're a homer for Wyoming. Come on, you're a homer. They shouldn't take Josh Allen. This is this is absurd. And it was a mistake. So at that time, yes, I was emotional still, but there was some emotion and some rational thought from the background that I know from Josh Allen from his teammates at Wyoming. He was the real deal at Wyoming in the locker room. And then you could say on the field, yes, in the locker room, a key component. That's why I'm I'm looking at the deal saying the investment is a lot on leadership and character. I'm willing to make that investment in Allen. I think it's a good, a good investment. As I think the Chiefs, what are you going to do with Mahomes? You're going to do that. You're going to do that. So here's Josh Allen now. Boom. Big deal. The second part of it is, and it builds into that character with Josh Allen. The reason I'm doing this deal today Josh Allen's motivation will be at a very high level, I believe. He's always been kind of cut down from high school in Northern California, cut down. Nobody looked at him, so Wyoming got him. So he's had the motivation, the chip on the shoulder, the chip on the shoulder. And so then you say you get $150 million guaranteed for Josh today, the chip on the shoulder is gone. That's what many people would lead to down that road. Well, the chip on the shoulder is going to be gone. Is he going to fade off into oblivion? He's got his money now. This is the key in pro sports a lot of people don't uh, talk about. They don't discuss it. They think all of the talent wins. All all of the talent, you just need talent that wins. There's talent. Are the guys motivated after you get the big deals? That's where you find the Tom Brady's. People say, well, Tom never, Tom's getting paid fine. (laughs) He's getting paid fine over the years. Was it record setting deals? No, he's getting paid fine, and his motivation was unbelievable. Those are the great players that can 
play through the dollars. Yeah, my deal's set. So Josh Allen today, he's set. Do I believe he's going to start not doing what he was doing before through Wyoming into Buffalo? Everybody kind of put him in a certain category. Yeah, let Buffalo have him. I don't believe that. So it's the intangibles, it's the character and leadership, and the willingness to have that drive internally to stay motivated through the big money deals. And you've seen it over and over. A lot of guys don't. A lot of guys can't. It's a hard thing in pro sports. You get your deal. I would imagine this, right? It's a hard thing in life. Sometimes people get comfortable hey, I got a good deal here. I'm getting paid just enough. I'm going to do just enough. Who's going to take it to the next level? I would be committing to Josh Allen because I love the background piece. I love his persona, personality, leadership, and his motivational factor, the chip on the shoulder. He just has the edge. He has the edge. He just uh, is not like some players. And you can, you can figure them out along the way. Some players that have faded just didn't have the work ethic, the edge, that extra piece. And that's why I think the Bills know it. I think the Bills have seen it. And I'm telling you, they're saying, hey, this is Buffalo. This is a uh, small market. Small market. Um, we're going to go heavy on Josh Allen. We can't let him go. And we're going to still try and build around him. Still try and build around him. That's the final piece today. The old argument is what? When you see these big deals, what is it? You can't win with a highly paid quarterback. When you go all in, you can't win then. I'm going to pump the brakes on that a little bit. There are certain examples of it, but there are certain examples of offenses that still produce pretty well and defenses that do okay. Let's take a look. This is just in my head here. You think Green Bay's done okay? <laughs> Green Bay spent a lot of money. They've spent a lot of money um, on Aaron Rodgers. Pretty high, pretty high number. Okay, it's a pretty high number, thirty-four million. Green Bay's doing fine. Okay, Tom Brady's making a lot of money in Tampa Bay, and they're paying some guys down there healthy, healthy contracts. Tampa Bay did fine. Um, you can find certain aspects of this whole thing. People say, well, what about the Kirk Cousins factor? What I'm telling you is I believe you can't quite spend a huge amount on the Kirk Cousins. you got to spend it on guys that can take you to the next level, the arm and the legs and the intangibles. I would want Josh Allen today tenfold over Kirk Cousins, and I'm not a Cousins hater. I'm not a Cousins hater. So it's finding that right line of – you got to invest in the real deal quarterbacks, and then you got to be able to build enough around them, as Green Bay has. They, they have enough three straight NFC championships. That'll work. Okay? So I'm not so sure the Bills can't continue to win after spending this much money on Josh Allen. He's still got some good weapons around him, by the way. Still got some good weapons. They finally brought some in around him. I love the intangibles, the character, the work ethic, the motivational factor. That's a guy that I would take. I've said it for uh, consistently, not just from the play. 
I've rarely even talked about his running ability, his throwing ability. I haven't thrown out all of his stats. I mean, his stats are unreal. His stats are unreal. Set a franchise record for the Bills. Touchdowns, yards. I mean, it's unbelievable. Um, thanks for calling. You're live, and you go ahead. You know, in the schools, there's a sign. It says, character counts. Mm. And Josh Allen is counting today. I'm with you on this one, Steve. You know that. You know that. This is a, I, right. I even mentioned your so, guy Mahomes. Yeah. I even mentioned Mahomes. I think that's a well, good deal. My deal. Mahomes, the way he plays, realistically, if they could have him for five years, that would be really good. I'm taking this deal with, with Mahomes. I'm taking this deal with Allen. I don't know if I'm doing this deal with, uh, let's say, Baker Mayfield. Just an example. Just an example. Oh, I wouldn't do it with Baker yet. I'd make him get to a championship game. Right. <laughs> right. That's all I'm saying. People say, well. But, you is- know, they're fly-by-nighters, Nate. They're fly-by-nighters. Let's be, let's be realistic. <clears throat> a lot of these guys get paid never pan out. No, I right, mean, right. Look at, look, at, look at what these young kids, they call him, uh, oh, geez, he plays out in L.A., Jared Goff uh, was out there, and now uh, oh no, Derek uh, Carr, LeBron. Oh, oh, LeBron, basketball. You know, oh, they oh. they give him control of the team to pick his own players and pay him all them millions. And well, what happened to the Lakers? Yeah, they pay too much money. You know what you should do if you win the league championship, you get thirty million. If you make it to the Conference championship game, you get $20 million. If you don't make it to the playoffs, you get $5 million. Look at all that. Look at it. You make it that simple, Steve. You... <laughs> I, I mean, like honestly. I like it. You know, it. I and like I tell it. you what, I could go down to Buffalo Wild Wings in Bacon Park, grab some guy that had six beers, put a Vikings uniform on him, and be a better leader than Kirk Cousins. Oh, come on. Come and on. that guy's getting $35 million. <laughs> All right, buddy. I, that's a strong finish. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks for getting in. Um, <laughs> I never thought we'd heard. I never thought I'd hear that one today on a Friday. Um, listener text coming in. Nate, Aaron Rodgers is another one you're talking about. Always a chip on his shoulder. Um, yeah, I guess. I guess. It's interesting you say that. It's interesting you say that. Um, Aaron's a great player, and I see that. I see the um, the chip. It feels a little different than Josh Allen's chip. Maybe just it feels a little different than Josh Allen's chip. Maybe it's similar. Maybe it's similar. Um, the Josh Allen deal today. How about that? 150 million guaranteed. That's the most ever. 43 million a year. Just behind Patrick Mahomes at $45 million a year. And I ask you this. Let me know. 720-1067. I ask you this today. For example, here's the next quarterbacks up for grabs. Would you do this deal or more? Now for the next one. Baker Mayfield. Lamar Jackson. Would you do this Josh Allen deal? For Lamar Jackson, 
and Baker Mayfield. They're the next two in line this draft class with this fifth-year option stuff. And they're, So Josh Allen was the first one to get his deal done, the big deal, and it's a big one. I'm a fan of Josh Allen. I went through it. Would you do this deal for Baker Mayfield or Lamar Jackson or both? Question of the day today, 720-1067. So you're talking about the deals just get bigger and bigger. Here's the top three. Patrick Mahomes, $45 million, uh, a season. Josh Allen now $43 million a season. Dak Prescott, $40 million a season. And Dak hasn't been anywhere near any conference championships. I mean, he's, he's been in anywhere near it, right? So would you do that deal? Lamar Jackson's been up there, MVP, conference championships, okay? Would you be there with Lamar? Would you be there with Baker? That's who. That, those are the next decisions. Let's ask Brad Spielberger that question. Brad Spielberger, PFF analyst, breaking down the Josh Allen deal. And what is next for Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield? Where do they slot in? PFF NFL analyst Brad Spielberger live on the way. You're listening to the Nate Brown Show. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Nate Brown Show and like us on Facebook by searching Fox Sports Rapid City. Today on Hey Culligan, softer equals better. Here's a tweet from Ed Itchy in Idaho. Hey Culligan, my laundry is so scratchy, I just cut myself on a cable knit sweater. Any suggestions? Hashtag send help. Hey, Ed Itchy in Idaho, yes, the Culligan high efficiency water softener will make that thing so soft, it'll go from cable knit to cable knot. Itchy. Hashtag soft laundry. Hashtag already on the way. Have your softener inspected for peak performance for $39. Go to BlackHillsCulligan.com. Black Hills Community Bank wants you to know that now may be the best time to refinance, purchase, or even build a brand new home. With rates this low, Black Hills Community Bank is well positioned to be your local partner. They are your home loans bank with local originators, underwriting, processing, and closings. They challenge themselves to close every loan on time. This may be the time to think about home ownership or refinancing. With Black Hills Community Bank in Rapid City and Spearfish. Online at bhcbank.com. Member FDIC equal housing lender. Did you get hit with hail and not sure if you have any damage? Sing Contracting can help. Sing Contracting has openings right now to give you a free estimate on your roof, siding, and gutters. No project is too big or too small. They will do them all. Call Sing Contracting right now at 343-ROOF. That's 343-7663 or visit singcontracting.com. My dad takes good care of me, and he'll take good care of you, too. Call Sing for a free estimate for roofing, siding, and gutters. Insurance. We all need it to protect our homes, health, businesses, and belongings. But having adequate coverage is just the beginning. You also need the support of professionals who stand by your side to protect what's important to you. Fisher Rounds & Associates combines the coverage you want with the commitment you need. Fisher Rounds & Associates. At your service, at your side. With offices in Pier, Mitchell, Watertown, Sioux Falls, and Rapid City. Listen to what your neighbors are saying about anytime auto sales service and detail. Here's Brian Johnson, Rapid City. Justin was one of my first contacts when I first started coming. What I loved about him was the fact that he explained everything he did to the vehicle itself down to the most minute point so that I knew exactly what they had done on the vehicle. Initially, I just came for a simple oil change, but after being treated as well as I was, I came back for everything else. They did a full inspection on my daughter's vehicle. They've done brakes. 
they replaced the rotors, the pads, and there's a lifetime warranty on all of it, and they were less than half what other places were quoting me. Through their hard work, we've established a really good relationship, and it's nice to know that I have a place I can take all of my family's vehicles. I think the bottom line is I trust them. I can't imagine doing business with anybody else but Anytime Auto Sales. Sales and service you can trust. Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail, corner of Highway 79 in East Minnesota. Sales. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. on a Friday. Thanks for being here. The Nate Brown Show live from our downtown studio on Fox Sports Rapid City. Remember, you can watch the show live a couple of different ways. YouTube, the Nate Brown Show. Subscribe to the channel. Watch us on your tablet, computer, phone on YouTube. The Nate Brown Show. You've got us. Welcome in. And on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. Follow us. Watch the show live in studio camera on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. Let's talk Josh Allen and maybe a couple more quarterbacks looking for a big deal. Josh Allen gets his today. I like it. We've covered Josh a long time over there in Wyoming. Had him on the show. Good kid, good leader since his days in Wyoming. And I think that's really correlated there into what he's done in Buffalo. Chip on his shoulder, nobody believing in him, and he's had a chip. Um, and he improved big time from the first year to the second year to the third. Brad Spielberger breaks down every play, every player, right? The guy said PFF. He's a good analyst when it, when it comes to this. PFF analyst Brad Spielberger live on Fox Sports Rapid City. Follow Brad on Twitter at PFF underscore Brad, and he's here on the Nate Brown Show. Brad, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm doing well. Not as well as Josh Allen, I suppose, but pretty well. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm doing good. Yeah, Josh Allen steps into this thing. Um, were you kind of surprised by it at all? We'll break down kind of the deal and, and the whole thing, but were you surprised uh, deal gets done before the season and Josh Allen with a, with a big one? No, not at all. Uh, not, not you know, to toot my own horn or anything, but uh, back in January, I thought he would get about $42.5 million per year. It's an article I put out on PFF. Uh, I did a seven-year extension for that projected contract. But nevertheless, this was kind of the value I expected right in this, you know, 40 to 45 wheelhouse. Um, I thought the length, you know, would be a little bit longer. Yes, it's not a Mahomes 10-year, uh, but the standard in the last couple of years has been four years. If you look at Dak Prescott, you look at Deshaun Watson, you look at, you know, some other deals recently. So six years, good length for Buffalo. Um, you know, good, good to get that control through 2028. And then a lot of the terms are very strong in Josh Allen's favor. And $150 million guaranteed. $150 million guaranteed. That's a big number. Big, bigger number than even Mahomes. Um, I look at Josh Allen. We covered him out here when he played at Wyoming and, and kind of a regional favorite here. And, and he goes to Buffalo. Big jump from second year to third year. But I think people forget they still got to the playoffs in his second year. Very competitive. They put more pieces around him in his third year. Had had a huge jump. How much did you think that jump, from a stats uh, statistical standpoint, helped him get this deal his third year? Yeah, no question about it. You know, he he was showing progressions. He was getting better. But you're not going to give this type of deal unless you have 
you know, the, the MVP caliber season that he had last year, which he did. And this gives the confidence to that Bills front office to say, look, we can go ahead now, get this deal done. We're confident in this kid for the foreseeable future. And, yeah, I mean, look, the $150 million in total guarantee is a record. The $100 million fully guaranteed at signing is a record. The first player ever to get nine figures fully guaranteed at signing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you have to have a lot of confidence, and they did, and they should. Okay, so I'll ask you this. Brad Spielberger on PFF Analyst talking Josh Allen, uh, record-setting contract here, um, still behind Mahomes in annual value each year, but uh, slotted in at second. How does Josh Allen, people say, okay, is this going to be a Carson Wentz, a Jared Goff, or will this go the other way? How hard is it to tell? So that is the, you know, the thing that I think impacted all three negotiations this offseason with, you know, Allen, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, and Baker Mayfield in Cleveland is that, you know, the team saw those guys in Wentz and Goff, you know, obviously get the early extension after their third year, just like Allen here, and things did not go well. But I think the situations there are a little bit different. You know, Wentz kind of peaked early and then had some injuries he had to overcome, you know, multiple injuries. And Goff, you know, was always kind of carried by Sean McVeigh. That was the perception, very system-oriented, very based on his scheme and everything around him. Josh Allen, of course, you know, Brian Devil's a great offensive coordinator. They brought in Stephon Diggs. They bolstered the offensive line. But the offense still went as he went. So it still relied on him taking those steps in his game and elevating his play for the offense to become one of the NFL's premier offenses. So you can still tie that to him. And it's not just him being buoyed up by a scheme or by good you know, teammates. It's also him as well. How much of an impact are his legs when it comes to football performance? He slung it good. I mean, you guys track all of this. But I say his legs really make him – Elite, I, I want to say better than a Wentz, better than a Goff. I, that's what I feel is a key part of this. Especially down the red zone, it, it's such a valuable weapon. You know, when he can, you know, get you know a, a dozen touchdowns on the ground a year, just bulldozing as you know, using his big frame, getting low, getting leverage, and, and, and finishing off drives. I also think you know between the twenties and otherwise. He may, now that he's worth a quarter of a billion dollars, you know, they may ask him to run less, but he always has that threat. And so defenses have to respect that he can take off. He has the ability and the capability um, and the desire to occasionally do so. And so because of that, you know, you can't really cheat off of him. You can't, you know, you kind of need a linebacker spy or have somebody keeping an eye on him because it is always a possibility that he could just take off and get a good chunk of yardage. So even if he doesn't use it as much going forward, the fact that defenses have to respect it is still very important. Let me ask you, Brad Spielberger on. I want to uh, ask you our question of the day. PFF analysts, find him on Twitter at PFF underscore Brad. A good follow for Fox Sports Rapid City fans. And um, here we go. Would you pay these guys the same deal or more? And you just mentioned them. Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield. They're coming up. And my question of the day is, would you, play, would you pay them both? Would you go yes on Lamar, probably not Baker, or yes on Baker and no on Lamar? Three options. Where do you think it lands? Very good question of the day. I think it's going to be interesting. I, I would extend both, and I do predict that both will get extended. I think to the original question about the value, I, what, my guess is they will take fewer years so they're going to go a four-year extension, and they'll also get less per year. So, Alan, like you said, $43 million per year is second behind Patrick Mahomes. I think he'll stay second. 
but I think those other guys will not give up as many years of control. And look, I think it's fair for those front offices to have question marks. You know, obviously Lamar Jackson is, is an incredible talent, but a unique talent. And Baker Mayfield is a guy like we just discussed, you know, who is more reliant on his scheme. Kevin Stefanski, the new head coach, comes in there. They change a lot of things around. They have an elite offensive line. And then he finally starts to show progression and get a little bit better. And so you have to wonder if maybe his production was reliant on that play-action boot offense they run, very reliant on the run game, you know, whereas Josh Allen barely even has a run game. So I think the Cleveland one will be the most interesting because also the final point, the GM there in Andrew Berry was not the GM that drafted him to the team originally. So there's less of that kind of, you know, sunk cost component or less of that belief that, look, I draft this guy, I believe in this guy, I need, I need to show that I, you know, I'm buying into my draft pick. There isn't that connection there. So I think that one will be very interesting to monitor. Uh, Brad Spielberger, before I let you run, I'm a Broncos fan, so I do want your reaction. I just saw this uh, out there saying the Broncos have one of the worst quarterback rooms this season. And that means Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Do you buy in that train of thought, or where do you put that quarterback room? Unfortunately, I think based on everything we've seen, it's a pretty fair assessment of the situation. You know, I think worst in that I think the upside could be low in that Teddy Bridgewater provides a decent floor, but you kind of know what you're going to get with him at this point. And then Locke, yes, in theory, with a, with a cannon arm and, and the ability to make plays, does have a high ceiling, but he also has, you know, one of the lowest floors in the NFL, arguably. It's tough. Uh, it's very tough. It, 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 the roster is so talented at pretty much every other spot. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But, yeah, I can't, you know, this isn't me just saying that because it's my coworker. I, I can't disagree with that ranking. A lot of teams that needed quarterbacks this offseason at the least added a highly touted rookie that, look, they may not pan out and they may end up a worse player than Drew Locke. But, you know, as of today, would you, I have more confidence in, you know, the guys that went in the first round than I do in Drew Lock as of today. And we'll see how that changes as the season plays out. Brad Spielberger on today, PFF analyst. He's on Twitter at PFF underscore Brad. The guys there, PFF.com, really good. Brad, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Brad Spielberger on the Nate Brown Show. Good stuff. Good stuff. We'll try and get him back. Fox Sports Rapid City. Follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Brad. Try to get a lot of guys on from PFF. We haven't had him uh, solid, solid uh, talking Josh Allen. And um, I will say this is uh, the question of the day I want you to chime in on. I have my answer to the question of the day. Question of the day is, with Josh Allen's new deal averaging $43 million a year, $43 million a year, that's number two in the, uh, in the league, okay, behind Patrick Mahomes is all. Mahomes is at $45 million a year, and then it's Josh Allen now. Then it's Dak Prescott at forty. Where would you go with Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield? Okay, would you pay them both and extend them at similar levels? Would you extend them at similar levels? I'm saying $40 million or more, okay? Jo- uh, Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield. Would you go both? Would you go yes on Lamar, no on Baker? Or is it yes on Baker, no on Lamar? Interesting uh, scenario. You've got the checkbook. You've got the checkbook today. I am paying Josh Allen those dollars today. I explained that as I opened the show. The intangibles for me, a couple of major things, motivational factor, leadership, character, quality, okay? Those are just massive for me. 
And so I look at uh, on down the road. Now just from a football standpoint, because I don't know the background as well with Lamar and Baker. Okay, I have a I have more of a close background with Josh Allen and uh, connections in, in Wyoming. So I don't know the background on those guys. You, you can um, take a look. Lamar's been a really hard worker. Really hard worker. Only thing for Baker, I guess he got a little wild uh, in college, maybe. You know, a little wild, maybe. You know, we all did, right? Oh, I don't know. Um, I didn't run away from cops too much. But um, let's see. Would you go there? Let's see the vote early. Let's see the vote early. It's updated. What are you going to pay? Lamar and Baker or just Lamar or just Baker? 52% of the audience leading the charge right now, 52% saying you would pay Lamar a similar deal but not Baker today. 52% say that. 28% saying you would pay Baker but not Lamar. And 21% are going yes on both. That's the lowest total. An interesting breakdown. Uh, let me know, 720-1067 on the Barons-Wilson text line. If you're paying those quarterbacks, are you paying both? Josh Allen numbers today, Lamar and Baker or not? Um, coming right back with the first update from Husker Camp. Scott Frost had his press conference. What's the real story? Do we know what the story is from the Husker bubble and then the mainstream expectations in the Big Ten. Evan Bland, Husker writer for the Omaha World Herald. He's live next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Why is Taco John's new valuest menu nothing like other value menus? Because it's the baconiest, steakiest, most deliciousest value menu ever. It's also the chicken bacon guac street tacoiest and the cheesy bacon ranch loaded potato oleiest for only one, two, or three bucks. And now try our new spicy steak and potato griller for three bucks or our smooth cold brew coffee in vanilla or mocha for just two. The new valuest menu is better than the rest. This only at Taco John's. Download our app for exclusive deals. Build your future at Ainsworth Benning Construction. We're looking for general construction workers, carpenters, concrete finishers, construction superintendents, and project managers. In addition to rewarding work surrounded by the beautiful Black Hills and great benefits such as paid holidays, 401k, and medical, you can also receive up to a $1,000 sign-on bonus. Enjoy a safe and family-friendly work environment as well as an atmosphere that promotes professional development. Apply at AinsworthBenning.com. Positively impacting lives by building community. Ainsworth Benning is an equal opportunity employer. If you have a Mercedes, Audi, Porsche, BMW, Volvo, or any other high-end import, you might think you have to take your car to Denver or further for service. Hi, this is Martin from Al's DNI Repair. Don't plan your life around taking your car for service in a town 400 miles away. Bring it to Al's DNI Repair. Our technicians are trained to work on those complicated cars, and we also have the tools and equipment so they have everything they need to make sure your car is working perfectly. Call Al's DNI to set up your appointment at 348-1447. Where can you get good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates? At State Farm. I'm State Farm agent Matt McCormick, and I'm your one-stop shop in Rapid City for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around. State Farm agent Matt McCormick, I'm ready to help. Call 348-0464 for surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. No one has a handbook for what we're living through today. 
which is why the experience you have access to makes all the difference in how you make it to tomorrow. For decades, Dakota Bank has worked with ag producers through industry, economic, and regional changes. We're committed to agriculture. We're committed to the producers and families that make our communities great. Go with commitment, experience, and integrity. Dakota Bank, banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Insurance and trust not FDIC insured. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Nate? Sports Your Show. We're live weekdays 4 to 6. It's Friday on the Nate Brown Show. Good day, right? Good day. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. Remember that. Boy, the rumbling's going on, right? The rumbling's going on. Keep your head on a swivel. Be careful on the roadways. Take it easy. Everybody settle down. Watch out for each other, and let's all get along. We'll have a good time. Welcome, everybody, to the Black Hills in the 81st Sturgis Rally. Welcome. Glad you're spending your vacation here. That's kind of a neat deal. Everybody be safe. Be careful, okay? A lot of people around. Good stuff on a Friday. Let's go to Evan Bland, Husker beat writer for the Omaha World Herald. The Huskers getting fall camp underway. Oh, Nebraska football coming back. And I'm trying to determine here, okay, what's the thought in the Husker bubble? There's there's such a thing, the Husker bubble. These guys were talking about it, Omaha.com. I was looking at this. Oh, the Husker bubble, and then what's the mainstream uh, media outside world think of this Husker football team in 2021? Evan Bland, I want to know what he thinks. He's here on the Nate Brown Show. Evan, thanks for coming on. How are you? Good. Happy Friday. Appreciate your time. So, um, Scott Frost had a press conference today, getting set to, to crank things up here. Um, this is the hard part now. I say... I've had John before, and we talk a lot of Huskers, and, and I look at this, I say, okay, I'm pretty objective. So I'm going to look, and I'm going to say, the Huskers bring back a lot of defense, a lot of defense, bring back a quarterback. Um, I think this Husker team should be the best we've seen under Scott Frost. Is that accurate? I mean, I think it is. Is Do you think it is? Well, I mean, the, the, the complicating factor in that, of course, is the schedule. And when you look at the 12 games Nebraska has in the regular season, you could make a, a pretty good argument that six of those will be top 25 teams. So, I mean, you can be the, the best team that Scott Frost has had and maybe not have that reflected in the record. So I think that complicates it a little bit. But just from a you know perspective of talent i mean absolutely there's no question i mean the, the defense is as known of a quantity as you can possibly have in college football with what things they have you know defensive lines probably their deepest position on the team so you you feel pretty good about that unit adrian martinez is a fourth year quarterback uh, starting quarterback in college football i mean that that has to give you some uh, confidence too about what they could be and how he's come along in the system. The O line is deeper than it's been, and, and while receiver and running back has started over pretty much uh, in the last year or two, I mean, in those rooms, has been with the program more than two years. Really, uh, there are guys in both of those at both of those positions where you, 
uh, Marquis Stepp or Gabe Irvin uh, stepping up and, and taking over at running back. You can see Omar Manning and Samari Torre stepping in and, and you know immediately contributing at wide receiver and kind of down the line. So I think, yeah, objectively, it probably is Scott Frost's best team. Uh, but then, of course, you you know, if you're a fan, you've heard glowing praise about Nebraska for many years now. I mean, 2019, national media picks them to win the division, and they don't make a bowl game. Last year, more disappointment. So I, I understand kind of uh, the cynicism or the skepticism. Uh, yeah, I think objectively you look at the depth that they have, some of the high-end players that they have, there's no question that this team's more equipped to succeed than any under Frost so far. Evan Bland on today, Husker writer, Omaha World Herald. You can find his work omaha.com. So um, give me your perspective on this. The Husker bubble, what are the thoughts in the Husker bubble compared to outside of the bubble? You, you said a couple of years ago, outside of the bubble, hey, the Huskers are going to win their division. They're, they're going to go into the Big Ten championship. Um, that was coming. Now it feels like it's flipped. It feels <laughs> Now it feels like the national uh, story is, oh, this Husker team, a lot of, lot of uh, smoke there, but not much uh, to see. Um, what's, what's the difference right now between the Husker bubble and outside of it? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you know, two like you mentioned, two years ago it was weird. It was it was kind of opposite of what it normally is. Usually, it's the the folks uh, closest to the team kind of pumping it up and, and being optimistic. Um, and in that situation, it really was the opposite, where it felt like, man, they're they're still a little ways away. But some of the national folks are excited about what Adrian Martinez did as a freshman, and but more. I think uh, of a conventional situation where you know at the national level. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people could look at the program and say, you know, why is Scott Frost still there? 12 and 20 through three years, no bowl game. Um, you know, objectively, you look at the cold, hard, bottom line reality of the industry, coaches have been let go of programs for, you know, for less than what uh, Scott Frost has done so far. So I think, you know, that's part of it. Inside the bubble, though, it does, you know, there is this sense that, abject failure and the bottom falls out, you know, that, that Scott Frost will get another year. And that was part of the understanding when he came in after the 2017 season was that there would be a long runway here, that this thing would be kind of a long-term rebuild. And while, you know, that hasn't always felt that way in terms of expectations, it really has, that has been the reality. I mean, they have had to rebuild both lines, the skill positions, um, they just have not been assets for the team for a long time. So I think folks within the bubble um, support the program as fans. I, I think they understand that this year and next year are kind of those litmus test years. And, you know, I mentioned again how difficult the schedule is. I think the standard this year should be a bowl game. you got to make the postseason, get to six wins. And the next year, when the schedule eases up a bit, you know, then you can start shooting a little bit higher, and maybe that's when you really contend for the West and, and take that next step. You know, nationally, there's just not a ton of uh, no buzz about Nebraska right now. It, it's funny because I was talking with some folks from outside the, the call it, and what they're looking at is the Oklahoma game and saying, hey, that's kind of that mm. that game that people are going to check on and say, hey, how you know, where's Nebraska at right now? Whereas I think if you were to talk to people in the program, you know, they put a lot on the Illinois game to start. You know, have a good start. You put a lot on the Iowa 
and the Wisconsin game. They haven't beaten either of those teams in like seven years. So, you know, the, the standards, I think, the expectations are a little bit different between, um, you know, within the bubble and outside the bubble. But, you know, again, the bottom line just is show some signs of progress, start with a winning season, and then this conversation can continue. Let me ask you about Trev Alberts. He's been there just a short time. What's your big takeaway of anything um, with Trev Alberts here the last few weeks? What's his big headline? Well, you know, he's just a much different kind of AD than Bill Moose was. And, and I personally like Bill. I thought he, uh, you know, did a good job. He was fun to work with, uh, always available. And, and, you know, he was a guy who came in and made – a number of coaching hires at programs that needed them. Obviously, all the big, uh, kind of big ticket football, basketball, baseball on down the line. So when Trev Alberts came in, you know, this wasn't a hire that was sort of a blow it all up sort of situation. This was a, a situation where Bill Moose was transitioning out. Maybe it happened a little bit sooner than he wanted it to, but it was more of a continuation of what had been going on. And I think Trev Alberts, the biggest difference with him is just the presence that he has. I mean, he's going to be at uh, the events. He was at, at Nebraska Omaha. He was known for being at basically everything from tennis matches to baseball games to, you know, whatever. So I, I think we, he'll be around more. He's obviously from the program, uh, lives in Nebraska, whereas Bill Moose had deep ties out on the West Coast and was often back there at his ranch in eastern Washington. So I think you're going to see Trev Alberts around a lot more. Um, I think he's going to be more of an on, a hands-on sort of AD. And, uh, you know, his standards, even in the, the time that he spoke to the media, Big Ten Media Days, a few weeks ago, you know, his standard wasn't about wins or losses or making a bowl game. It was just about showing progress. And I think that takes off a little pressure, um, you know, maybe removes the, the guy who's going to, um, maybe be as brash or as bold in his predictions for the program, maybe that Bill Moose was. And, um, you know, given the state of Nebraska football, I think that's probably a good thing. But, um, yeah, he's, he's been impressive through, through a few weeks on the job. I think he has said the right things. Uh, you know, he's a guy who's proactive. He At UNO, he reshaped that program in a number of ways that was forward-thinking at the time. And I think – even this landscape of college athletics with NIL, with conference realignment, uh, on down the line, you need somebody who can think about what can has been. And I think that might be his biggest strength for Nebraska. Evan, before I let you run, as you get ready to cover fall camp, what are your eyes on the most? Is it Adrian Martinez? I mean, when, when we're getting reports out of uh, fall camp, is that what you're going to try and tell us about most? Well, he's certainly a big part of it, and uh, you know the, the mistakes that have plagued this team for many years. Uh, I mean, that's what needs to go away: the penalties, the turnovers. Martinez has been a big part of that decision making. I don't know that we're going to find out much, um, you know, about that until the games come around. The right things about Martinez: that he's playing well, that he's throwing it well, that he's making good decisions. We're not going to know. If that's the case, um, you know, until Illinois is coming after him in week zero here, coming up in three weeks. So, to me, it's more about how confident do you feel about the guys around him. And I think from what we've heard from the offensive line, that's a group that's deep and as talented as Nebraska's had under Frost. 
Um, and the skill position players are what's really fascinating, where the, where the running back battle is ongoing. I think it's, it's looking like Marquis Stepp, the USC transfer, and Gabe Irvin, the true freshman from Georgia, are the guys who are kind of the lead candidates to maybe take that number one job. And then Scott Frost said today they're trying to siphon it down to about six wide receivers that are going to get kind of the bulk of the playing time there, too. So, you know, as the supporting cast goes, so goes Adrian Martinez. And so I'm, I'm curious to see who emerge, emerges from that group and how they can be assets to the offense to help that quarterback once the games get going here. Huskers getting going. Um, Omaha.com for the coverage. Omaha World Herald Husker beat writer Evan Bland. Find him on Twitter at Evan Bland O-W-H. Evan, thanks a lot. We'll be in touch. I appreciate your time. Sounds great, Nate. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Good stuff on the Huskers. Love talking Husker football. He's on it. Omaha.com. Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald Husker beat writer uh, live from Omaha. Oh, boy. It's interesting how it's uh, kind of flipped around. When Scott Frost got going there, the national media home run hire, Scott Frost from UCF, just went down there and just ran through everybody. And, you know, the co-national champions. Oh, were, were they or not? I mean, they said they were. but um, And they, it was like, they're going to win right away in year two. Year two, the, the Huskers are going to win right away. And then that was the national perspective and national narrative, and it didn't turn out. Now it's interesting, the Husker bubble um, is kind of trying to stick up for the Huskers, saying, no, they've a lot of defense back, offensive line. Adrian Martinez is going to be that guy. Look out for the Huskers a little bit inside the bubble. But that, now the national narrative, they're toast. No, the Huskers are toast. Um, I am interested, if the Huskers lose to Illinois in the opener, opener, Illinois, that's... A red flag. Sorry to say, um, because those are the types, I mean, the rest of the season, the Oklahomas, the Michigans, the Ohio States, they're coming. I don't know much about Illinois, but I know that's a program you have to win if you're trying to get back to the top of the Big Ten West. Okay, so really, really interesting. And when you look at their opening games over the years with Frost, there have been some of those, like, uh-oh, uh-oh, squeaking by certain teams, and there's a conference game right out of the gate. If the Huskers beat Illinois in good shape, you're starting to think, okay, this is going to be an interesting, fun year potentially. It's it's uh, something to watch. College football almost here. Rhino Halloran is at Denver Broncos training camp. Okay, Ryan, there was a, there was a narrative going around um this podcast that uh, that covers the Broncos saying the Broncos really have one of the worst quarterback rooms when it's all said and done, Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke. Am I wrong to be a little excited for Teddy? I'm a little excited for Teddy. Am I wrong? Ryan O'Halloran, Broncos beat writer on Broncos training camp and some Broncos Hall of Fame induction uh, this weekend on the way. You're listening to the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. The Nate Brown Show on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City.
Have you hit a pothole or curb with your car? Does your vehicle need an adjustment or have an alignment, shock, or strut issue? Black Hills Tire is your one-stop shop for complete automotive service and repair in the Black Hills area. Trust your vehicle with no one else but Black Hills Tire. Contact Weston, Denise, and the guys at Black Hills Tire, where honesty, reliability, and safety is their top priority. Black Hills Tire voted the number one shop for automotive repair and brake repair and tire store in the Black Hills. Ask about their free pickup and delivery. Black Hills Tire. Check them out online at BlackHillsTire.com. Get away from it all in the great outdoors for lasting family memories with a new or pre-owned RV from Dakota Discount RV. We make your RV experience fun and easy by providing you with a quality recreational vehicle, competitive pricing, and professional sales and service. Our large inventory of fifth-wheelers, travel trailers, toy haulers, and live-in horse trailers allows us to save our customers thousands of dollars compared to most dealers. Stop by and see us at Dakota Discount RV, 3330 East Mall Drive across from Cabela's and on JB Road, Blackhawk. At Terrell Tires in the Speed Center, we let our customers do the talking. Very well-maintained tire and speed shop, over-the-top service, and very reasonably priced. Need I say more? Scott and crew at Terrell Tires have always gone over and beyond for us. Great prices for great tires. Also, anytime we've needed odd-sized tires for ranch equipment, Scott gets us what we need. Great customer service. Spent plenty of time answering all of our questions, and the truck looks awesome with the new rims. Terrell Tires in the Speed Center, 105 North Campbell Street, Rapid City. For nearly 100 years, Connects has been providing the know-how and materials to help their neighbors grow. Through partnerships with builders, homeowners, and contractors, Connect Home Centers have impacted our communities, making them stronger and safer through support of local organizations and neighborhood beautification projects. Improving the quality of life for others is important to us. We are Connect Home Center, your hometown lumberyard lending a helping hand in building our communities since 1928. Rapid City, it's Doug Gottlieb. Join me weekdays from 1 to 4 right here on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. And now let's get you back to the Nate Brown Show, Rapid City's Sports Talk Show. We're rolling on a Friday, man. We are rolling on a Friday as as many people are rolling into the Black Hills for the 81st Sturgis Rally. It's getting busy. Is this the first day? Okay, I have that right. All right. I got. <laughs> I lose track. I mean, it's like three weeks now of the Sturgis Rally. It's something else. Welcome into the Black Hills. Welcome into the Nate Brown Show, your sports, your show. Denver Broncos training camp update. We always go to our guy, Ryan O'Halloran. He's been on the field with the Broncos as they get set. What do you got? Vikings next week. Wow. Vikings, Broncos next week. Wow. Rhino Halloran's in. DenverPost.com. Let's talk Broncos and where we're at. A little camp rewind is what he calls it. A little camp rewind. DenverPost.com. And find him on Twitter at Ryan O'Halloran. Ryan, it's good to get you. How are you? Hey, Nate. Good to talk to you again. Okay, I got to ask you a question here. You just tweeted this morning. You tweeted this morning from Broncos training camp. These are all these Minnesota fans up here. They want to know what you mean. You said <laughs> Vikings have a problem next week. Um, are you being Are you being serious? What's going on? No, that is a hundred percent shtick. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. Because I take a picture of the field each morning. I tweet it out. Uh, like the other day, I said party starts at nine fifteen. Okay. Um, <laughs> The other day it was the place to be. Uh, the first, the second day was still excited. 
So. Okay, so um, Vikings have a problem next week. That got my attention. I mean, I thought I was like, well, hey, do you know something uh, that, that we all don't know? Well, I think the Vikings do have some problems. Those are internally because they have a quarterback who is out to lunch, quite frankly, and uh, with some of his statements yesterday, and is not, is, which weren't befitting of a leader. And then what, what he did that really ticked me off was he threw the uh, – he threw the operations staff who work night and day to make things comfortable for these players. He threw them under the proverbial bus by ripping the sides of the media room. Kirk Cousins needs to grow the hell up. Mm, interesting, interesting. I don't know how much Kirk's going to play next week, but um, who knows? We shall see. By the way, everybody's kind of getting tired of talking about the COVID and the protocols and the vaccinations. Believe me, I hear it. Um, but I will say, how do you think the Broncos are in that category? I think they've been great. Uh, they have not uh, had to place a player on that reserve list since camp started. Uh, they had two rookies on it, uh, Kerry Vincent and, and Jamar Johnson. Uh, they are both practicing. So right now their, their, their docket is now clean. And you do not see any players wearing masks as they come onto the field, which is usually a sign that everybody's been vaccinated. So uh, I think they're on the right track. And here's the thing, and this is really inside baseball, but you know, we are doing in-person interviews after practice, and they have a little, you know, a little rope-type thing, the social distance. These players are coming right up to you, shaking your hand. Hey, good to see you. Uh, and mm. so they feel comfortable. They feel comfortable with the protocols in place because they know that every media member to attend practice has also to be has also been vaccinated. So I think it's been a good environment. I think they're getting a lot of good work out. Rhino Halloran in Broncos beat writer, DenverPost.com from Broncos training camp. So um, there's some teams that don't play their starters at all. Sean McVay just said that yesterday again. He said. You won't ever see Matthew Stafford or, or people like that out here. Okay, you won't see it. Um, what do you think of that mindset, and which way Vic Fangio goes? Um, I disagree with that mindset uh, because you have players coming off injuries whose first action will then be in Week One. Uh, I don't think that's a recipe for success. And, and and you know, there's something to be said for you know guys getting tackled. Uh, before before the games count, and I'm not saying play 50 snaps or you know 30 snaps. Just get out there and run some of your stuff. But that's the that's the Rams' philosophy. Here's the other thing: the Rams have no depth, so that has to play in consideration because they have such a top end roster. As a, as it pertains to the Broncos, they need their people to play. They need to figure out who their starting quarterback is, and that means you have to play the ones. Um, with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, and on defense, I don't. Uh, you know, I think Von Miller wants should be should want to take a spin out there because he hasn't played in so long. The same for Bradley Chubb, and that's one thing Vic Fangio said a couple of days ago about Cortland Sutton and Bradley Chubb. Says, hey, uh, he goes, he goes, I don't want these guys' first play to be against the Giants on September 12th. And he goes, I don't think they, uh, I don't think they want that to be the case either. So I would expect. Um, you know, the starters to get a little bit of run in the first two preseason games. Okay, I want to talk to you about three players specifically. Ryan O'Halloran's on here, Broncos writer, Denver Post. One player, Cortland Sutton, you just mentioned him. I'm seeing things uh, that he's a little bit slower. The injury, obviously significant. Do you think Sutton's going to be up to speed? I do, and I think he turned the corner the last couple of days, and you know, uh, I think a lot of people who tweet out blow by blow of training camp don't understand what the injury was about. And he's wearing a pretty bulky brace, and 
there's no reason for him to to go in the fourth and fifth gear right now. He's getting his work in. Um, I thought two days ago he had five catches and 11-11. It looked like he was back. Um, a little quieter today, but you know if he can uh, you know make it make it get a little bit of playing time in the preseason, you know feel like you know remember what it feels like to get tackled. I think he'll be ready to go in week one. Okay, is he a true number one wide receiver in the league? Um, you know, remains to be seen because of the injury. Um, you know, the, the, you know, the phrase I like to use is he may not be a number one, but he's the Broncos number one. And it, uh, I think if he can, uh, you know, be productive in the uh, first month or two of the season, I think he's going to get uh, paid like a pseudo number one, maybe a one B. Uh, but I think he does have that ability. Okay, uh, a couple more players. Sertan. Getting moved around, left corner, right corner. Um, they've got a lot of corners. Where does this uh, high-profile rookie going to uh, slip in here? I think he's going to be great. Um, I already think he's. I think he could be their best corner by week one. Uh, just the way he moves, the way he's covering Jerry Judy. And you know, I asked Ed Donatel, the defensive coordinator, the other day. I said, "Hey, I said, how rare is it? Is this kind of versatility for a rookie?" And Ed is usually pretty tight-lipped, but he says very rare for guys that they have had meeting him and Big Fangio. He says, you know, that means he has the talent to do it. He knows the scheme well enough to do it. And to me, if you're playing nickel, I, you know, I think you got a decision to make between Patrick Tanner and Bryce Callahan, but I think what it really means is this team's going to play a lot of dime, which they should. Last one, Teddy Bridgewater. Um, just this week, I don't know what it is, Ryan. I'm, I'm saying, okay, Teddy character he's done this before some leadership i can get excited about teddy am i wrong um yeah i'll, I'll you know uh the glass is half full you know, it's, yes uh, yes I'm, it's half full with teddy it is yeah um he's had two red zone interceptions the last two days of practice but that's fun. you know he was intercepted by an all pro safety or excuse me uh you know a rookie the first day and then simmons got him today in the end zone uh you know, to me, I don't see a lot of separation, but as Pat Shermer likes to tell us, we're untrained eyes. Um, I think that's an insult, but um, I mean, I think Teddy's still going to be the guy in week one. And I oh, wouldn't you do. play you too do. much. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I wouldn't play too much into what Vic says about you know who starts next Saturday against the Vikings because I think both guys will get a start before the official decision is made. Interesting. And uh, you're leaning Teddy. Why is that? Well. It has nothing to do with what he's done on the field. Uh, you know, he was a dink and dunk guy the first four practices, and it's you know then he started pushing the ball down the field a little bit. Uh, if he can play turnover free in the preseason, that's 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 how he gets the job. And I thought going into camp, uh, even though Drew Locke was the you know, pseudo incumbent, I think Teddy Bridgewater was the favorite because that's why they traded for him is to be a guy who you know protects the football and makes some plays on third down in the red zone. And uh, if he does that, I think it, I think they'll find that decision is pretty easy. Ryan O'Halloran into the weekend. I'll look forward to the picture uh, coming up and uh, the headline. Uh, Ryan O'Halloran on Twitter. That's where you'll find him right there at Ryan O'Halloran. DenverPost.com for the best coverage. Ryan, thanks a lot. I always appreciate it. All right, hey, Nate, can I put two stories in tomorrow? In yes, paper? yes. Um, I got um, Hall of Fame weekend. I oh, got, yeah. I had, one, I had uh, one-on-one interviews this summer with Steve Atwater and Peyton Manning. And uh, so the uh, 
the Atwater story runs tomorrow. The Peyton story uh, runs on Sunday. So hopefully everybody will enjoy those. Big, uh, big deal with Peyton, no doubt. And uh, his footprint's big in, in Denver. I mean, how big is his legacy in Denver, Ryan? Well, it's grown because he lives here. And he is very present at Broncos. He's at Avalanche games, Nuggets games. He's almost like the unofficial mayor of town. So his, uh, it's almost like his, his, uh, his impact grows in retirement. That's interesting. I wanted your take. Good stuff. We'll read it. DenverPost.com. Have a good weekend. All right. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate it. Thanks for the time. Ryan O'Halloran, Broncos writer, DenverPost.com. The Hall of Fame piece, yes. Peyton Manning going in. Um, you know, we've had Steve Atwater on this show. That's been a lot of fun. We'll see if we can get him again. We've had him a few times. Um, he's, he's kind of tough to get. One of my favorite all-time players, the safety, the enforcer, Steve Atwater. He's in. Um you look at the other side, it's interesting. John Lynch, former Bronco late in his career there, John Lynch going in. Um, would there be John Lynch's, Steve Atwater's moving forward? Will there be? I mean, will there be? I think we, I guess we, we switch it around and we say Jamal Adams. Do you, do you consider Jamal Adams safety? Um, for the Seahawks, what what we thought of Ronnie Lott, John Lynch, Steve Atwater, it's a different type of football. But so I just pull out some safeties: Jamal Adams, um, Justin Simmons. He's got a major pay, uh, payday from the Broncos, All Pro safety. Do we think of those guys as the Steve Atwaters, Ronnie Lotts? You know, some of those guys. You don't. But I still think you're going to see those guys the way they play, and their numbers are different now. More finesse, more interceptions, that piece, rather than run support, hard hits, taking people's heads off. Um, it's interesting. The game has changed. So people always say, would John Lynch get into the Hall of Fame today? Um, John Lynch would be a very, very different player. I think John Lynch would have had to be a linebacker. <laughs> Same with Steve Atwater, really. Really? I don't think they're, they're building safeties like that anymore, that style of play. Um, I have a question on the Peyton Manning scenario. I have a question for you. This is a tough one, but it's really lopsided tonight from the audience. I thought it was a tough one. Peyton Manning going into the Hall of Fame this weekend. Who will have the greater legacy? This is, in general, big-picture question. Who has the greater legacy? Peyton Manning or John Elway? Okay, I want to know from you. I really do. 720-1067 on the Barons-Wilson text line. You can hit us there. We'll take your calls next as well if you want to get in. I really would like to know where you sit. Who will have the greater legacy? Think about it for two minutes. I'll give you my answer on the backside. Peyton Manning or John Elway? The answers that are coming in are really lopsided. That's next. Your sports, your show. This is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports, Rapid City.
The 2021 Hard Rocker football season is coming. Feel the excitement of game day Saturday in Rapid City with fellow Hard Rocker fans and alumni this fall. You can be there for every home game when you purchase football season tickets that begin at just $60. With season tickets still available for ramp A, B, and C spaces. Hi, this is Tom Rudabosch, the voice of the Hard Rockers. Coach Charlie Floor and the Hard Rockers are on the rise, and you can be there for the exciting schedule of Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference opponents for a season you won't want to miss. Get your Hard Rocker season tickets today at GoRockers.com. We're all going somewhere, going higher, faster, farther, going in new directions, to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring, keep making memories, keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health/orthopedics. Provide care for people with disabilities who need support to overcome behavioral challenges while creating life-changing relationships. Black Hills Works in Rapid City is hiring full-time behavioral health technicians for evening, weekend, and overnight shifts with newly increased wages of $22 per hour. In addition to this highly competitive salary, you will also enjoy generous paid time off, 401k, health, vision, dental, and life insurance, and more. Grow with one of the top-rated employers in the region. Apply today at blackhillsworks.org careers. KIMM Rapid City and K294BT Rapid City. This is the Black Hills Sports Station, 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. Hey, Black Hills, Boss Pizza and Chicken is now bringing you the best new sports bar in Rapid City. Grab your crew and check out the new Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar on North La Crosse Street. Same great pizza, chicken, and food you love from Boss, and now a full-service bar with beer, wine, and liquor. Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar is a newly remodeled sports bar with TVs all around and a sports ticker dedicated to local and regional sports. This is the place for sports fans in the Black Hills. The new Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar in North La Crosse and Rapid City. They're open early and open really late. Also with delivery at Boss Pizza chicken.com in the past if you needed auto body repair you had to get multiple estimates and then try to get your car into a shop for repair well not anymore in most cases you can stop by one shop get your estimate and schedule your car for a repair the question now becomes which shop you choose if you like quality choose j&j truck and auto body they have ase ppg and gold icar certifications that allow them to offer you a nationwide warranty and they'll work with your insurance company so you're pleased with the outcome j&j truck and auto body 1513 east philadelphia Hi, it's Colin Cowart. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays, 10 to 1, 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. Welcome back in. Thanks for being here on a Friday. I got to be here, so thanks for being here. <laughs> oh, no, it's good. It's good. Friday show, always good. It's not a FedEx Friday. You're not mailing it in. Send you into the weekend on the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show, a little thought-provoking sports talk. Some questions of the day. Um, we're going to we're gonna visit two of them right now, questions of the day. We're feeling good with two questions of the day and some answers coming in. We'll get those updates uh, coming up. Your sports, your show coming up. Jeff Tracy joins us live, national sports writer for Axios. So interesting. I had a listener uh, say, hey, check out this article from Jeff Tracy, Axios. 
I said, okay, hang on a second. He's talking about the Little League World Series and the youth sports participation, which we were hitting on on the show yesterday. What's the biggest obstacle for youth sports participation in this country? Is it cost or lack of motivation? Yesterday's poll ended up 50-50. 50% of you said the cost. 50% said the lack of motivation. Jeff Tracy wrote an interesting piece on that uh, for Axios, and he's live tonight from New York. Hang on. We're going to discuss his take as he looked into this um, trend uh, with youth sports. That's on tap. Um, question of the day, the first one here. Let's, let's break this down. I find this to be a hard question. I find it to be a hard question, yet the answers tonight are lopsided in our question of the day. Peyton Manning going into the Hall of Fame this weekend. That's good stuff. I'm a Peyton fan. I like Peyton's, uh, you know, his his brand. He has a brand. Every Everybody has a brand, by the way, even if you don't know that. Everybody has a brand. And Peyton's brand is very... Um, he's a good guy. He's funny. He's a great player. He worked hard. Peyton's brand is pretty clean. Couple of dust-ups in college, so to speak. But the Manning brand overall, is that a great brand? I think it's okay. Some people say, well, Eli forced his way out of a team and and didn't want to play there and got traded over to to New York. And, and, you know, so there's always a few hiccups along the way. But Peyton Manning overall, his brand, especially to sports fans and non-sports fans, Okay, not just just the regular customers, very strong because he on the commercial he's funny. Oh, Peyton slapstick humor. Yeah, he's just funny. We like Peyton's places. We we like all this stuff. So his brand's very strong. Maybe that's the reason for the answer today. I wanted to ask you these both of these guys, great Denver quarterbacks, two-time Super Bowl winners. Peyton won one uh, with the Broncos, one with the Colts, but two-time Super Bowl winners. Who has the greater legacy, in your opinion? This could be football. This could be overall, just perception, the legacy in the game and beyond. Who has the greater legacy, Peyton Manning or John Elway? I grew up watching John Elway every t- right every Sunday, the fourth quarter comebacks, the whole thing. I was a, I'm a massive John Elway football fan, massive John Elway football fan. Now I look at it as I've stepped back and you start analyzing the Broncos You say, okay, John did a great job, brought in Peyton, won a Super Bowl, had a great defense. Then things went south for John over the last few years. Why? Broncos, he's running the Broncos. Now they're missing the playoffs. Sub 500, hiring a coach, firing a coach, getting a quarterback, not getting a quarterback. And now it's starting to go Oh, John Elway's brand is a little bit different today. But is his legacy different? Does that affect his legacy? Maybe it does. Look at the early results. You tell me, who has the who will have the greater legacy? Both Hall of Famers now, two-time Super Bowl winners, and John won another Super Bowl as an executive. I mean, he took the Broncos through some pretty good days, right? I mean... John Elway's town is Denver. Denver is John Elway. And you're trying to tell me his legacy is not going to be bigger than Peyton's? Look at the look at the results. 77% of the audience today, Peyton Manning will have the greater legacy. 77% say Peyton. 23% John Elway. Stunned by it. And I think it just reflects 
maybe the last three years. Somewhat of a recency bias, maybe. The last three years, the decline in the Broncos with John Elway's um, executive position. Tarnishing his legacy of being Denver? Of being Denver and getting us the Super Bowl? Getting us two? Getting us another? Um, I'd be interested to find out who has the greater legacy in Denver right now. Peyton Manning or John Elway on Fox Sports Rapid City. 77% say Peyton. Listener text in. Listener text 720-1067. Listener text. They both have a big legacy, but Peyton Manning's legacy is much more positive. Elway's is suffering lately. So, yeah, there it is. There it is. I'm, uh, I, I will say this. Peyton Manning's, I think, legacy is more broad. Peyton Manning's legacy is more broad. Even though John Elway's a, a massive name, massive brand, I do believe it's Denver. It's regional. Yes, people know John Elway nationally in the league and beyond. Peyton Manning, though, from the new portion of this, his commercials, the funny stuff, the Saturday Night Live, the funny Peyton Manning. He relates to our wives and friends and just Peyton's being, oh, he's a good guy and he's a great player. Okay? That, I think, reaches more people. I think his legacy might be bigger and maybe that's uh, where the answers come in. Maybe that's where people are sitting at. I didn't think it would be that uh, much of a discrepancy. Who has the bigger legacy, Peyton Manning or John Elway? Right now, 77% of you go with Peyton Manning. It's, it's different legacies to me, different legacies. As far as a Broncos legacy, it's John Elway. The hands down, hands down. As far as a Broncos legacy, it is hands down John Elway. As far as national legacy, I think uh, Peyton Manning might get him on it. I think Peyton Manning might get him on it. Coming right back with Jeff Tracy, national sports writer for Axios. Is it a real thing that kids aren't playing baseball and other sports as much? He did some digging. National writer for Axios, Jeff Tracy, on the way next. The Nate Brown Show. Rapid City in the Black Hills, if you're shopping for a new vehicle before you buy, stop by Gateway, one of our two locations, 123 Omaha or 410 North Campbell. We specialize in credit rebuilder programs. We specialize in finding you the rarest cars in the market. We specialize in the funnest car buying experience. If you have good credit, bad credit, no problem. We specialize in people. Gateway Autoplex with one of the largest inventories in the Black Hills. I'm Scott Anna. And I'm Adam Ray. And nobody, I mean nobody, beats a Gateway deal. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Bobby sky is expected tonight with a chance for scattered storms. Lows around 61. Westerly winds 8 to 15 miles per hour. Partly cloudy tomorrow. Scattered thunderstorms likely. High temperatures reach up to 87. Lows level off around 63. Tomorrow night, mid-90s. Sunday, cooler on Monday with highs in the upper 80s. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 74. Did you get hit with hail and not sure if you have any damage? Sing Contracting can help. Sing Contracting has openings right now to give you a free estimate on your roof, siding, and gutters. No project is too big or too small. They will do them all. Call Sing Contracting right now at 343-ROOF. That's 343-7663 or visit singcontracting.com. 
My dad takes good care of me, and he'll take good care of you, too. Call Sing for a free estimate for roofing, siding, and gutters. Here at Pizza Ranch, we appreciate innovations in food delivery, like how the ancient Italians used to slingshot hot meals to hungry Romans on the go. And while we appreciate the creativity, it turned out to be, well, a little messy. So we found a better way to bring you our legendary pizza, the country's best chicken, and our one-of-a-kind cactus bread. Just place your order online, on the phone, or on our app, and then pick it up or have it delivered right to your door. All nicely packaged in clean, sturdy, non-flying boxes. No catching necessary. Pizza Ranch. Mmm, mmm. Hi, this is Rihanna Wicket with Elevate Performance. We want you to know that not all physical therapy is the same. So when you need care, choose a team that delivers the best results. At Elevate Performance, you will receive one-on-one care with a doctor of physical therapy. We won't shuffle you in and shuffle you out. We are currently seeing new patients from youth athletes to grandparents. At Elevate Performance, we help you live life to the fullest by fusing healthcare and fitness. Come and experience personalized care and physical therapy unlike any other at Elevate Performance, your movement doctor. Online at elevateperformancesd.com. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. in the Black Hills. How about it? How about it? In the Drive at 5 brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. Car buying built around you. Find out how Stacy and Matt and their staff ready to go. Great pre-owned selection right now. Cars? Kind of hard to come by. Not at Summit Auto. SummitAutoGRP.com The Drive at 5 brought to you by SummitAutoGRP.com Start there. Let's get into it. Jeff Tracy's on tonight. I appreciate him coming on. National sports writer for Axios. Axios, great site, axios.com. Find him on Twitter at Jeffrey Tracy. Um, an interesting story he wrote. Had a listener tip me off on this and say, hey, you've been talking about youth sports. And uh, Rapid City's had a great history of going to the Little League World Series, right? And that's kind of uh, the run right now. People are running, trying to get to the Little League World Series. I it's on in August here, kind of finishes up summer. And uh, Rapid City's been there three times. Well, Jeff wrote a piece on not only the Little League World Series, Little League Baseball, but some trends in youth sports. And uh, we've been discussing it on this program quite a bit, and I thought it was a good piece. Uh, find it there, Axios.com. Jeff Tracy joins us on the Nate Brown Show. Jeff, thanks for coming on. How are you? Great. Uh, thanks so much for having me on, Nate. Uh, quite the introduction. Appreciate well, it. I appreciate your time. Let me uh, <laughs> let me ask you about this. Um, what did you What did you find out as you kind of got into it? It wasn't a you know a long five page piece, but you wrote a piece on this that hey, Little League World Series going to start up, and then the championship later this month, and um, just kind of the trend over the last uh, years here. What What did you find out? Yeah, so um, as you say, Little League World Series Regionals just kicked off, and the end of the month they'll, uh, they'll finish up, and it's huge, huge event every year. ESPN broadcasts the whole thing, and uh, you, know, you get some great viral videos of these kids having a blast. Um, but the popularity of that event sort of belies what's going on in Little League baseball itself. Little League, of course, we kind of, uh, it's sort of like uh, you know, Kleenex and tissues. We say Little League as kid baseball. Little League is actually a 
a proper noun. It's a, an organization, a nonprofit started in 1939 that was just about getting kids together in the neighborhood playing baseball. And of course, that's what a lot of us remember growing up doing. Um, you go and you have your game on a Sunday afternoon and then you go get pizza and ice cream and it's just like a lot of fun. And that aspect of Little League is sort of dwindling, uh, which is part of this larger trend that you mentioned in youth sports in general. Uh, just a huge emphasis now on specialization, which is to say, you know, picking from a really young age the one sport that you're going to try to excel at and maybe use to get to college. Um, and within that, there is kind of a migration away from the little league, rec league type sports into more select showcases, travel ball, uh, you know, a lot more serious playing more than one time a week, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that on the surface, but the question is, what do you lose when you have fewer players, you know, in the neighborhood, uh, just hanging out and playing baseball. And so that's sort of, uh, uh around the lens of this really fun event. Uh, just looking at the other side is what I wanted to do. Okay. So by the numbers, um, participation in little league baseball has decreased about 3% every year. Uh, going all the way back to the 90s. I mean, so exactly. th- there's been a yeah. drop, right? Been a drop. Right. And so people say, well, I asked this question on my show yesterday, question of the day, and it was unbelievable. 50% of people voted one way, 50% the other. So that was interesting, and it was. What is the bigger obstacle in youth sports? Cost or the lack of motivation for kids? Uh, they're doing other things from phones to whatever. What would your answer be as you talk to uh, people around about this? Yeah, I mean, fifty-fifty uh, sounds sounds right for a you know relatively large sample. That is a really dicey question. There, um, it, it kind of depends. I mean, I think that we're probably in the last you know year and a half with what's been going on. I think that the the latter, not the cost as much as the other things battling for attention. And, you know, I mean, technology is only going to continue to explode more. And when we were all stuck inside, kids had even more time to just sort of be on their screens. And once the world started opening up again, oh, I don't need to go out and play baseball. I'm, I'm good on my iPad. That'll probably peter out a little bit as, you know, we start returning to normalcy. Um, the cost, however, you know, I'd say that's probably, you know, let's go with 60-40, maybe a little bit more. But I probably lean towards cost because, in this, you know, specialization travel ball, these are these are not just a couple hundred dollars here and there. There's uh, plenty of families that are spending upwards of ten, fifteen thousand dollars a year on their, you know, nine-year-old playing travel soccer. Um, and it's of course that kind of money leads to this huge. It's not even a cottage industry. It's just a massive. I think it's something in the fifteen billion dollar range industry. Um, you know, in terms of all of these massive megaplexes with. 30 baseball fields and soccer fields and the basketball tournaments. Um, it's, it's been called the professionalization of youth sports. Um, and it really does kind of stem, uh, I, I alluded to it earlier with, you know, using it to get to college. Uh, that starts so early now that where it used to be, say, you're a freshman, sophomore in college, you, you're good at a sport and you start looking around and trying to get recruited. Now it's an active thing from parents getting their kids into these elite sports from seven, eight, nine years old uh, to set them up for uh, having that really great college sports opportunity. Um, and again, that, that leaves in the dust the less elite sports. And of course, 
Not everyone can afford that, and not everyone is good enough to play in those select showcases, but that doesn't mean that they shouldn't be able to, you know, have a great youth sports experience regardless. Here's one thing. Yeah, Yeah, no, here's one thing I can't quite figure out with it. There's a lot of factors. Here's one thing. Jeff Tracy's on national sports writer Axios. He's got a piece on youth sports and, and Little League Baseball specifically. Here's one example you point out. Warner Robins, Georgia. If people remember, these guys went to the Little League World Series. They might have won it. I think they might have won it. Um, Warner Roberts, uh, Georgia. You say registration has fallen off. Um, from 10 years ago, they had like 1,000 kids to now like 500. Um, and, and this is a popular place that won and went to the Little League World Series, the whole thing. Rapid City, we've been there three times with our town, with teams here. And our participation has gone down. So I'm trying to say, is that a baseball thing or is that uh, – I don't know. I can't quite figure it out. It's definitely not just baseball. Um, you know, that's, that's uh, the hot topic at the moment because there's this stark contrast of this really cool event on ESPN, but it's definitely not unique to baseball. Uh, you know, another uh, by the numbers here um, is – in 2008, 45% of kids, that's 6 to 12, were playing team sports regularly. Just 10 years later, that was down to 38%. You know, that might not sound like that that much of a drop, but 7 percentage points, you know, over a decade, that is, that's a pretty big trend. And that's, uh, you know, so it's, it's a combination of, as you say, more things uh, that uh, – that are capturing kids' attention. So maybe they want to play one of a, bit, a bunch of sports. Maybe they want to be on screens or whatever it is. But also within those sports like baseball, where there's the options of the rec little league and the select, there's a you know transition towards more emphasis on the select. So both of those are sort of working together against things like Little League Baseball. Let me ask you this. Jeff Tracy, good story, Axios.com. He's on Twitter at Jeffrey Tracy. Um, I ask this. I love the Little League World Series. I've watched it over the years. Man, when Rapid City went to it a few times, we just went crazy here. We have Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which is across the state. They're trying to get there this year. They're actually in a regional uh, right now. So they're trying to get there for South Dakota again. I, I ask this. I say, Is it good for the 12-year-olds to be nationally televised on ESPN slash ABC? And I know it's exciting. I say in the big picture, I wonder, is it good? I mean, yeah, that's a great question. I'm not sure I'm uh, the one qualified to answer that. I think that there's good and bad. I think that it's it's an extension in some ways of they already can be sure it's not nationally televised, but with social media and the age that kids are starting to get into that, they're so used to having a screen on them and they sort of ham it up for the camera. You know, as I said, there's like viral videos now every year, the kids, that one kid, I think last year, two years ago, who I hit singers like, and that became a meme. Right, right. Um, and, and that's, and that's a lot of fun. And now, you know, MLB has gotten involved. There's, you know, as of 2017, there's the MLB little league classic. So like a part of the little league world series is two of the teams get to hang out with two major league baseball teams that come into town and and play for the weekend. And that's really cool. So it's a great experience for the kids that are there, but on the flip side, and you know, again, I'm not sure good or bad to be televised at that young age, but on the flip side is that 
now even playing little league suddenly has something a draw beyond just that original let's play ball with our neighborhood friends it's from the start how do we get to the best team you know this is a parents driven thing often how do we get our kids to the best team that gives them the best chance to get into that nationally televised thing right, um, right. and that that is more dangerous than anything i think um, and uh, again, it's sort of all part and parcel where a lot of this is parent-driven. Yeah, it's interesting. It really is. Um, the ultra-competitiveness. Um, hey, we got to get to the Little League World Series. I mean, whether people believe it or not, that is a thing. I mean, <laughs> that is a thing. we we got to get to the Little League World Series. And uh, it's interesting. I'm as competitive as anybody. Um, but in the big picture, you wonder, okay, how are we getting there and, and the purpose and, and what we're trying to do? Uh, Jeff Tracy's on tonight. Uh, Axios, sports writer, interesting piece on youth sports. Jeff, thanks for coming on. I appreciate the time. Thanks so much, Nate. Appreciate it. Jeff Tracy on Fox Sports Rapid City. Again, Axios, uh, national sports writer here on the Nate Brown Show. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Jeffrey Tracy, Axios.com. Um, he wrote a piece on this. It was interesting. We were discussing it yesterday, and, and uh, listeners said, hey, this was uh, something you should take a look at. And interesting piece. Uh, he says, not unique to baseball. And um, I kind of, I kind of agree with that with youth sports participation today, and that's why I asked the question yesterday, what is the bigger obstacle? Is it cost or is it uh, lack of motivation uh, for today's young athletes? I still say, if I had to answer it, uh, the lack of motivation for a bigger chunk. Because I do think there's access in a lot of ways for some scholarships. Some, I mean, you can go and play some rec soccer here in Rapid City, not much money. I mean, not much at all, and you get a full season. So I think there's uh, some access there that organizations are, are doing a good job with. Um, and I say it's not just baseball. How about this? These are, these are just a couple of stories here that came out just this week in the journal. Okay, our guy over there, Matt Case, doing some work. Matt Case, at the journal, he was stopping by some high schools, Numbers are low at Rapid City Christian. Numbers are lower at Hill City. This is football. This is football. So I'm going to run through this here for next week. I'm going to run through this. How are our numbers? Central, Stevens, um, the retention. Okay, numbers are always pretty big as freshmen. Hey, we're coming out. We're freshmen. We're ready. We're ready. We're with with the Raiders and the Cobblers. We're ready. Things have fallen off, and that's going to happen at times, but have we kept bigger numbers through the upper classes? Stevens, Central, football. Because I looked at those stories. I haven't looked at the exact numbers. I think Christian said 29. I think that it was 29. St. Thomas More numbers have fallen over the past three years exponentially in football. At St. Thomas More, a powerhouse program that wins. Football numbers... Rapsay Christian, St. Thomas More, Hill City, Spearfish have gotten lower and lower. You, you tell me. I don't think that's just football either. Like I, I think it's I don't I don't think we're playing as much. I don't think that I don't think they're uh, participating as much. Because Rapsay Christian's enrollment numbers are sky high. They had to jump up to eleven man because the enrollment numbers are higher. But the football numbers themselves aren't as high as the school growth itself. Interesting. 
Um, coming right back with Charlie Floor, South Dakota Vines head football coach. We got to talk Hard Rocker football. They start on Monday. What's Coach Floor looking like for his second year running the show? Where are the Hard Rockers picked in the RMAC? Where are they picked? Right around Shadron State, somewhere in there. Let's take a look next. This is the Nate Brown Show. Hi, this is Dave Sharp, Director of Coaching with the Black Hills Rapids Soccer Club. Our fall registration is underway, and our club is a great fit for everyone, from the beginner to the more experienced player. If you want your child to have some fun and get some great exercise and learn in the game of soccer, now is the time to register at BlackHillsRapids.com. With great coaches and a premier 12-field soccer complex, the experience with the Black Hills Rapids is second to none. Join us this fall. Register your player now at BlackHillsRapids.com. The doctors and staff at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center have provided expert bone, joint, and muscle care to patients in the Black Hills area since 1976. Whether you're an elite athlete, a weekend warrior, or just want to continue your active lifestyle, the orthopedic experts at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center will help you stay in the game. Don't let an injury keep you from doing the things you love. Trust the team at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, specializing in what moves you. Learn more at bhosc.com. Hi, this is David Brenneman with Coldwell Banker in Rapid City. If you've considered selling your current home, let me take you to that next step with confidence. The Black Hills housing market is competitive, and I have been in the business of attracting buyers for 15 years. Let's make it happen. Contact me, David Brenneman, at 415-0044. List it, sell it, and move on. With me, David Brenneman, at 415-0044. the Army National Guard is about more than just serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable. Serving part-time lets you attend school full-time while you take advantage of education benefits that can help you graduate debt-free. If a civilian career is your goal, serving part-time allows you to work at a full-time job. The skills, qualities, and contacts you'll develop in the Guard can open doors to a great civilian career. Want to serve but worried about being away from friends and family? Part-time service in the Army National Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want while you enjoy the many benefits of serving your community and nation. You owe it to yourself to learn more about how the Army National Guard can fit into your life. Visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the South Dakota Army National Guard. Aired by the South Dakota Broadcasters Association and this station. Here's good news from Pro Auto Care if you're looking to economize your budget. Pro Auto Care can help you get more time and mileage out of your vehicle with regular maintenance and sensible, affordable repairs. Tom and his Pro Auto Care team will save you a lot of money without you having to replace your current vehicle. At Pro Auto Care, they find and repair small and expensive issues before they become big, expensive problems. Schedule an inspection of your vehicle now at Pro Auto Care. Open for business as usual at 1891 Rand Road, Rapid City. Have you suffered an injury or maybe you're experiencing pain that just won't get better? There's an expert team of physicians right here in Rapid City ready to help you get back in the game. The Rehab Doctors. They're the official sports medicine physicians of the Rapid City Rush and they're the team that wants to help you get back on track. You have a choice for your medical care and there's no referral necessary. For pain relief without surgery, take the first step to feeling better. Just go to therehabdoctors.com. 
Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in on a Friday, the Nate Brown Show rolling. Remember, you can catch the podcast. All the podcasts are up there. FoxSportsRapidCity.com. It's been a busy week. A lot of coverage, a lot of topics this week, a lot of great guests across the country and around the state. The Nate Brown Show podcast. If you can't listen live weekdays 4 to 6, you can catch us on your phone on on the podcast. Download it and uh, take a listen. All the guests are listed when they appear, so really easy access. The Nate Brown Show podcast, where you get your podcast. We're out there, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the whole thing. And, of course, at FoxSportsRapidCity.com, the archive shows are there. Like this one tonight. We'll get it up there after we're done. Let's talk college football. September 2nd. Are you ready? September 2nd. It's a Thursday night. I'm there. I'm there. Thursday night, college football, O'Hara Stadium. Get your ramp spot. That's going to be beautiful weather. Get a little tailgate going and watch the Hard Rockers home opener. It's Missouri S&T coming in. Uh, the head coach of the Hard Rockers back for a second year. It's the it's his full year now. Okay, this is going to be the normal year. That's what we're hoping. Charlie Floor is in. Uh, you're home for the Hard Rockers all season as Fox Sports Rapid City. We'll have that first game, a Thursday night affair. And uh, Coach Floor getting set. Uh, camp really getting going. Looks like Monday. Coach, it's good to get you on. How are you? I'm great, Nate. How about yourself? Well, I'm doing good. So let me uh, get your feel for how things feel for you right now as opposed to uh, like this time last year? You know, obviously from my standpoint, you know, really excited about this weekend, uh, getting to experience my first fall camp here at South Dakota Mines. Energy is really high on campus. Energy is really high within our football team. And uh, everybody's just really excited to get going Monday morning for practice. Okay, so um, I'm going to ask you about uh, the preparation for this year. Um, Do you feel like you have a better sense for – um, this program now. I mean, you step in as the head coach last year and, and all the things you had to deal with. I talked to some coaches. They said, man, it was, it was just a lot. How much better do you feel now as a, as a head coach? You know, I feel a lot better about where I'm at uh, with our staff and with our football team. You know, they've done a phenomenal job the last year, put through a lot of adversity, and we really learned a lot about ourselves. And, uh, you know, this year, like you mentioned, we're hoping for as much normalcy as we can possibly get. And, you know, just really excited for the opportunity to play a full 11-game schedule, excited for these kids to get an opportunity to get yeah, back to the, playing the game of football and, and you know, doing that at, at as much normalcy as we possibly can. So, What's your plan, Coach, right out of the gate Monday morning? What tone do you set in fall camp? You know, I think the biggest thing for us is just um, really learning from what we did this summer down in the, you know, in the weight room. Uh, you know, our strength staff did a phenomenal job of getting those guys – uh, going and you know, um, plus the experience that we got in the spring and last fall, we, you know, we got a great number of young kids coming into our program, and you know, just trying to teach those young kids the hard rocker way and, and what the hard rocker way is all about. So, you know, when we report for camp this weekend and, and get ready for practice that Monday morning, getting all 112 kids on the same page, ready to go with the same goals in mind. This is Charlie Floor, South Dakota Mines head football coach. The Hard Rockers open up fall camp Monday morning, and players getting in this weekend. And uh, I got to ask you, 
I would assume a lot of players stick around here. How much buy-in from that standpoint? I think people don't know NCAA Division II, really high level. Um, how much buy-in from these players? Now, they're engineers. Some are doing internships, the whole thing. How did you navigate it? How, how, much, how did the summer go? You know, I love that you use those two words, buy-in, because for our uh, model this year for our football team, that's exactly what it is. It's just, you know, buying into a program, buying into everything that we're doing. And our, our kids did a great job of that this summer. You know, they bought into being here. Uh, we had about 50 kids here the latter part of uh, June and July, and, and they bought into working together. Uh, you know, we were able to actually get an hour's worth of pra- uh, practice with our guys in July, uh, you know, once a week. So that was that was great for us. And, and you know, just the buy-in of our kids. They're, they're ready to be here. They're ready to go. And we're excited for what the 2021 season is going to lay out for us. I want to talk some football specifics now. You didn't get a big picture of the RMAC last year, but you got a small picture of it. You've been in D2 football a while at a high level down in Missouri. Um, so I'm going to ask you, what did you notice about the RMAC? What do you know about teams you haven't played yet? A CSU Pueblo, a Colorado Mines, pretty high-level play. What's the style? What have you tried to improve with your roster? You know, just for me, I think it's the depth standpoint. When you go back and look at uh, some of the teams that we played last year and uh, looking forward to playing some of the teams that we didn't play last year, uh, the teams that were at the top had lots of depth. And at uh, the Division II level, uh, that's definitely one thing you got to have because of the uh, limit of scholarships that we get within the Division II. So, uh, you know, just watching the teams from the you know 19 season and the, the three teams that we were able to play last year, um, it, you know, in my opinion, it comes down to depth and, uh, you know, having, having a good roster and being deep at every position. Is this offense a fast offense, Coach? You, you've been an offensive guy. What's the, what's the offense uh, uh, highest quality? You know, I think our highest quality right now is just our, our diversity, you know, being very multiple in the things that we do. But, you know, keeping it very simple for our kids, for our players. Uh, you know, a, a lot of stuff formationally, a lot of different personnel groupings and trying to keep a defense on their toes, playing fast, playing slow, doing some, you know, just different tempos. So, you know, that's what I think we're we're really excited about on the offensive side of the ball is we, we got some good playmakers coming back and, and some good young freshmen that are going to step into our program and help us out. And, um, you know, just excited to see the growth of what we're going to do on the offensive side of the ball. Has that changed over the years, freshmen playing right away? Do you need freshmen to play right away? I don't know if you need freshmen to play right away, but, you know, philosophically for us, we're always going to put the best 11 people on the field. And, uh, you know, with the way uh, youth sports are going, you know, those kids are coming out of high school ready to go potentially sooner than they were 15, 20 years ago because of the amount of seven-on-seven camps and and different things that they're able to do at a young age. So they're, you know, maybe a little more physically ready to go as an 18-year-old kid. So, you know, that's that's been big, you know. Plus, it also helps with retention and, and keeping those guys around because they do get a little taste of success that first year uh, compared to maybe, you know, not sitting or, excuse me, not playing uh, that first year. So, um, you know, we're excited to see how these that group can come in and uh, learn our stuff and, and be ready to go. I would assume a lot of those conversations uh, might, uh, you know, center around hey I, I, I want to play right away can I play right away do you have some of those discussions are those kind of hard 
Oh yeah, they're they're definitely hard, you know, especially when you got a 17, 18 year old, you know, kid um, coming into a, a college program. You know, even though for you know people look at Division two football as you know being a couple steps down, but there's still some really good athletes and some very good football players that that come into our place as well as the Armac in Division two. So you know, you do you have to have those tough conversations uh, with those kids. Just you know, try and be as realistic as you can with them, you know, and then also figuring out what they're wanting to do academically. You know, we're, we're in a unique situation here in South Dakota Mines. A lot of kids graduate in four years, and then they're going to go on and get a great job. So, you know, that also will play part in what their decision will be if they're going to redshirt or, or come in and play right away. Talking hard rocker football, a great breakdown with Charlie Floor, the head coach. He's getting set his second year and a full year coming up. Um, Colorado Mines picked to finish first. Colorado Mines, that's been a rival over the years. Uh, you know that now, Coach. Uh, what do you say about Colorado Mines at number one? Yeah, you know, respect their program. You know, I've been following them for a long time, uh, being in the MIAA, and you know, and, and we we never got the opportunity to play them in the playoffs when I was at Northwest Missouri. But you know, I know uh, Coach there has done a phenomenal job of keeping that program going. You know, a lot of the same qualities we look for when we're recruiting kids, obviously. So you know, I really look forward to the matchup, just playing those guys and kind of seeing where we stand uh, against Colorado Mines. I tell you, uh, the Hard Rockers beat them a few years ago now when they were down, but Colorado Mines uh, back and uh, looking pretty good. Charlie, I want to ask you, I think you might have the best running back in the conference. Is that accurate? Well, you know, statistically, when you go back to the 2019 season, Ahmad was the uh, conference player of the year. You know the conference back of the year, and uh, you know selfishly I think he is. But you know that's the hard thing is with the transfer portal and, and kids being able to move uh, grad transfers and different things. Uh, there's been a lot of shakeup within our conference. You really don't know who's coming in, who's leaving. Uh, you know I'm just uh, happy for our team. Uh, you know we were able to keep a lot of our kids within our program. So you know. Uh, Think think Ahmad is a very good football player. He's going to do very well for us this upcoming season. And, uh, you know, just looking forward to seeing him compete week in and week out. He's a good running back. Take a look at him. Uh, Hard Rocker fans know him, but if you're a football fan in Rapid City, you haven't seen him. Good running back, good stuff. It's going to be Thursday night. What do you think of that Thursday night opener? Some teams are doing that in the conference. You guys got uh, a Thursday night at O'Hara Stadium. Sounds like fun to me. Yeah, we're really excited about that. You know, we're uh, opening with a very quality opponent from the GLVC conference. Uh, you know, I'm pretty familiar with them. Uh, we used to play them when they were in the MIAA conference, and I, I know uh, Coach Drury is excited to bring his team up here. And, you know, it's a youth sports night, so anybody that uh, is in youth sports from a, a children's standpoint, they wear their jersey, they get into the game for free. And, uh, you know, we're just looking for a great environment and great opportunity for our kids to go out and showcase what they've done all summer long and uh, hopefully come away with a win in that football game. I think you should mark it down. September 2nd, a Thursday night opener, college football at O'Hara Stadium. And that's a good matchup. One of the best openers I've seen, Missouri S&T against South Dakota Mines. September 2nd will be here soon. Coach, I know you'll be busy. Good luck to you. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks a lot, Nate. Appreciate everything you do. Appreciate you coming on. Charlie Flores, the head coach at South Dakota Mines. Oh, the Hard Rocker football program. I'm excited to see uh, this season. We'll have them live every game, home and away, on Fox Sports Rapid City. Your home for the Hard Rockers. And uh, tickets on sale now. Ramp spots, uh, some available. You better get yours. I would get yours. Go Rockers.com. Um, 
I'm looking forward to that. September 2nd, the home opener against Missouri S&T. That's on a Thursday night. I'm locked and loaded, ready to go. Um, South Dakota Mines running back really good, really good. Um, this overall team is going to be interesting, really will. Charlie Floor in his second year. He comes from Northwest Missouri State. That's a high-level Division II football program uh, as their offensive coordinator. So we'll see uh, where the Hard Rockers are at. Coming right back with who's hot and who's not. Um, this, this number I couldn't believe from the Steelers-Cowboys game last night, you know, the Hall of Fame game. I watched like three plays. Just saw some highlights. I know football's back, but, you know, it's the preseason. But I couldn't believe what I saw about the Steelers-Cowboys game um, last night. Okay? I couldn't believe it. Who's hot and who's not on the way? You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Streaming live at FoxSportsRapidCity.com and right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. At Ace Steel and Recycling in Rapid City, our goal is to make recycling your materials so quick, so easy, and so profitable that you'll become a lifetime recycler. At Ace Steel and Recycling, we buy, process, and ship scrap iron, automobiles, stainless steel, and aluminum, including cans and cast. We also buy insulated wiring, as well as copper, brass, lead, batteries, zinc, and tungsten carbide. Visit acesteelusa.com or give us a call at 342-8649. Ace Steel and Recycling, 2830 Eglin Street, Rapid City. Not all trusts fit in a box. We do our best to um, to put a personal touch on each one and really listen to our customers and make sure that we take care of them the very best that we can. We are going to apply the, the best of our knowledge and ability and care to really analyze our situation and find all the best uh, solutions that we possibly can. We customize what we do to what you need. Pioneer Bank and Trust is local. Nothing beats the quality of the 1994 to 2002 Dodge Ram 2500 4x4 trucks with 5.9 liter Cummins diesel engines. And nobody has a better selection of these great trucks than Quality Motors in Rapid City. With over 35 units on hand, you'll find an amazing truck that'll get the job done for a mere fraction of the price of a new truck. At Quality Motors, Ray is all about top quality trucks with attention to detail a priority. See for yourself at Quality Motors, Samco Plaza off Deadwood Avenue, Rapid City. Call Ray at 605-431-1945. Four. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. All right. The Nate Brown Show finishing off a Friday show. Jam-packed tonight. Good stuff. Catch the podcast. This weekend, if you missed some of the shows this week, good stuff. Quality lineup. We're back on Monday, better than ever. Hope you have a solid weekend. The Nate Brown Show, who's hot and who's not, brought to you by the Pizza Ranch. I got a couple of candidates. You got to know this. In my who's hot category, brought to you by the Pizza Ranch. Remember the Pizza Ranch this weekend. The buffet open daily, 11 to 8, two locations to eat at the best buffet in Rapid City. Who's hot? I'm going to say somehow the Steelers-Cowboys game last night. First preseason game of the year. Nobody cares, right? Nobody's really playing. I mean, we're not seeing Ben Roethlisberger. We're not seeing Dak Prescott. It's a quarterback-driven league. I mean, nobody cares, right? Right? DraftKings Sportsbook just released these numbers last night. They had more people bet on the Steelers-Cowboys preseason game than all of the Major League Baseball regular season games. 
<laughs> Except for one. The White Sox Royals barely beat the Steelers Cowboys. Doesn't that tell you all you need to know? I mean, a no-name game. It's it's a sleepy Thursday night, you know, end of summer. Steelers Cowboys quarter, starting quarterbacks aren't playing the whole thing. More people bet on that game, like bet real money. That's real money. They bet on it over all of the Major League Baseball games outside of one. That's amazing. Amazing. In the Major League Baseball games, players are actually, like, trying to win, you know? Um, in our Pizza Ranch Who's Not category, it's got to be this stat. It's got to be this. I, I don't know what the what the intrigue is. I'm done with it. Um, but the Athletic did a big expose on O.J. Simpson. I love the Athletic. Have a lot of their writers on, cover a lot of sports. The Athletic wrote a big piece inside O.J. Simpson and what he's doing in Vegas and, and the whole thing. It is the most read piece on The Athletic this year. Still? We, <laughs> we care about O.J. still? O.J. Simpson? It is the most read piece from The Athletic. They have the most numbers on that piece this year. And they write a lot of good stuff. A lot, a lot of good stuff. But we still want to hear about OJ. It's amazing. All right. Have a good weekend. Be careful on the roads. Take care of each other. All right. We'll be back on Monday. Always appreciate you listening to the Nate Brown Show. The podcast is up. Been a fun week. Thanks for being a part of the conversation. We'll see you back here Monday. Keep it locked on Fox Sports, the odd couple right now.